Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Hey, everyone. Hello. Um, I'm just going to pray again briefly. Father, thank you for your presence this evening. Thank you for SP and the team um, just leading us. And we just bless you. And we, we invite you to come, even though you're here already. We say, increase your presence, God, and, and speak whatever you want to speak tonight, God. Um, so I don't know hardly any of you, actually. I, my wife and I, um, my wife's back there, Bianca, um, with our two kids who are lying on her lap, um, for, um, falling asleep. Uh, we come in the morning. We've been here for about five five months now. And um, when Steve asked me to give a short um, gospel presentation, I thought, short, yeah, yeah. O- operative where I've been short. So um, I'm gonna, if I look over here from time to time, is Steve, Steve, Steve knows me a li- little enough to um, keep me on, on track. Um, so, but then I thought, actually, I don't know many of you. So anyway, just to say, good to meet you. I've heard the evening service is the place to be. So um, I'm glad I'm here. Um, but uh, so I'm a kind of, teacher by training. I taught, taught in schools um, for about nine years and then uh, became a consultant, so kind of consultant by trade. But really I'm a worshipper at heart and that's what I love to do. So I wanted us to, to go back into worship a little bit, just a cappella. Um, who knows the hymn, It Is Well? Anyone know that, know that hymn? Yeah? I just wanted us to sing that and, and as we go in, into, and please don't leave me on my own. Please, please sing with me. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like billows they roll, sing the second verse just to end my sin my sin oh the bliss of this glorious thought my sin not in part but the Sing it out, sing it as well. 
it is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Thank you, Father. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father says it's well with your soul. For those that are being baptized this evening, for those that have decided to receive Christ and to publicly declare their allegiance to Jesus, God says it's well with you and it's well with everyone here tonight. Why is it well with our soul? Well, there's a, that second verse, I love it, where the writer says about a glorious thought. And that's what I want to just share a few glorious thoughts, what, what I hope will be glorious thoughts with you tonight. Um, there's a, a passage, I like studying the Greek, and the Greek for, for well-off is makarios. If there's anyone that speaks Greek here, and I've just butchered that, and please forgive me, I clearly don't speak Greek. Um, but the commentators say it's called it's makarios, and it just means well-off. And that's the word that Jesus uses in the um, Beatitudes, where he says, blessed is are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek. They're well off. Um, and really, the, the gospel message, we talk about, you know, what, what is the good news? What is the gospel? Well, let's go to Acts 10. And I think that sets the context um, for us t- tonight. Acts 10 from verse, verse 34. And this is when, oh, great. Thanks, Julian. This is when, just a bit of context. So you remember Peter um, saw a vision and God told him, don't call anything that is um, uh, clean, unclean. And he arrives at um, the, the Gentile, There's a God-fearing man, I forgot his name now. Um, Cornelius, thanks, Steve. So let's go from, I'm not sure if the verses are there, but if we read from verse 34, and I'll just jump in in the interest of time. It says, then Peter began to speak to them, I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. And the, the, the Amplified says, welcome and acceptable to him. And then let's, let's just kind of move down to, um, uh, so we'll keep going, 36. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. The message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced. 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Everyone say, for God was with him. Um, Moving down to, again, just I want to try and hit some things here. Um, 44, while Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. And Peter said, this is now 
47, can anyone withhold the water for baptism, for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them, it's quite a word, ordered them, as it says in my scriptures. So he ordered them to be baptized in the same, in the name of Jesus Christ. And they invited him to stay there. Um, so that just, just to set the context for this evening, there's a lot of things in there. When Steve asked me to, speak, to talk on the gospel, I just wanted to, us to look at really what, what is the good news. We come to understand the good news, the gospel as the good news. Um, and if you see in verse 37, it says that message spread throughout Judea. Now, many of you here may well know what that message is. I've been encouraged as I've sort of dug a bit deeper into truly what the nature of God is, because actually... Um, when you read Romans, right, Paul had such a revelation of the goodness of God that people were beginning to think that it was okay just to sin and do what you wanted because it just seemed also good to be true. Um, and I think when you are preaching, truly preaching the goodness of God, you're likely to come under that kind of attack because it is such a scandalous grace, right? So... So what is what is the good news? What is the what is the gospel? Um, let's go to where are we going to go to? Let's go to Acts. Let's go to First John. We've just gone to Acts. Let's go to First John four. There's so much that you know. Jesus said he came preaching the the good news of the of the kingdom of heavens, kingdom of God and of the heavens, and he said that uh, you know he went around preaching saying repent as in reconsider your thinking, have a change of heart because the kingdom of God and the heavens is at hand. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is God, where God's will and reign is being done. It's where what God wants to be done is done. And so he said, turn, turn for the kingdom is at hand. And it's not as if the kingdom was never there. It's a bit like me saying, you know, you know we've boarded up the to toilets behind this wall and all of a sudden we've unboarded them and we say, turn because the toilets are are at hand, right? They're, they're, they're always there. And the kingdom, his kingdom of God is, is here. Slightly strange analogy. Um, <laughs> um, but, but the kingdom of God, it's, if, if my, my old um, spiritual father used to say, if we could just kind of zip open the sky, we would see just the realm of God all around us. You know, we're surrounded by God. And so Jesus saying, I've come to reveal the kingdom of God and the Father to you. I've come to show you what he's like. In fact, Paul, when he was speaking on Mars Hill, he said in Acts 17, he said, um, he said uh, men and women, I perceive that you're very devout and very religious. He said, the God that you worship with human hands, you know, he doesn't, he's not served with human hands. He doesn't need a shrine. And he said, God has appointed the times and boundaries for everyone to dwell in. He said that God is, is waiting that we might search for him, that we might grope after him and find him because he's not far from each one of us. So God is near us. God is always with us. And, and let's read, what is the nature of, nature of God? What really is the good news? 1 John 4, 7 says, beloved. Everyone say beloved. 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 He's saying favorite one. You're a favorite one of God. Favorite one or favored ones, let us love one another. Because, God, because love is from God. Everyone who, knows, who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. For God is love. 
Let me say that again. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God, for God is love. See, the, you know, the amazing thing isn't that God loves us. As kind of heretical as that might sound. It's not amazing. In the same way, it's not amazing that a microwave heats food or the sun keeps us warm. There's two things that God can't do. God cannot, he can't not exist and he can't not love you. It's impossible for God not to love you. So Jesus came to reveal the heart of a father who every single ounce of his being is love. And it's impossible for him not to love each one of you here tonight. That's why we can sing It's Well With My Soul. Sometimes we can, we can stop there, in fact. And I used to stop there thinking, okay, yeah, God, God loves me, awesome. But do we believe that he likes us? Yeah? That's another one, right? Do we, do we believe he actually likes us? Because we've almost got this image of God kind of loving us through gritted teeth because he, he has to, because he's love. He can't do anything else. But does he actually like us? Well, let's go. So in the Old Testament, there's a couple of um, scriptures. And I'm sorry, Gillian, I didn't give you these earlier. Um, but um, I will quickly go there. I, I won't find the other one. There's one in um, Psalm 23. It's the Hesed. Some of you might know that word. It says in Psalm 23 that surely God's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And again, I'm no Hebrew scholar, but I searched online and it is the word Hesed, um, which means God's love that doesn't stop pursuing. It never quits. It's an unfailing, steadfast love. The same in Psalms 103. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, never fails. So not only does he love us, he likes us. And here's another, another sort of proof text, if you like. So Deuteronomy 7. And forgive me, I know I'm whizzing through these quite quickly, but hopefully you go away and, and um, sort of meditate on them. Verse 7, it says, so Deuteronomy 7, verse 7. It was, and this is Moses speaking to the children of Israel. It was not because you were numerous, um, more numerous than any other people, that the Lord set his heart on you. And the word set his heart is, um, uh, to set is hasak. So you've got hesed and hasak. I'm clearly butchering the language, but again, apologies if you, if you are Jewish or you speak Hebrew. Um, <laughs> but, but that word means to delight in. Everyone say delight in. So God, God's love is not just a steadfast love. It's a love that delights in us. So God doesn't only love you and like you, but he actually delights in you. And this is why the good news is such good news. Not because um, God loves us, it's because the f- ultimate nature of reality, the foundation of the world itself, is love. The absolute basis of re- reality, if you were to strip everything back down to its sort of bare atoms, deep bare energy, it would be Love. What is love? Love, a definition uh, that, I, that I want you to try on this evening is um, when I uh, unlock the iPad. Um, love is will to good. To will someone else is good. 
Think about the word benevolence. Bene meaning good. Volence, where we get the word volition, will. To will someone's good. And we've come to a point where in this day and age we talk about love as sort of meaning desire. And just because I desire you, that means I love you. I desire chocolate cake, but I don't will it's good. I want to eat it. I wanna, that's, right, that's all I want to do. I just want to eat the chocolate cake. Um, God doesn't just desire us, but he wills our good. He wants what's the best for us. And this is just absolutely amazing news to think that God, who is the creator of the universe, absolute supreme being, loves me, likes me, delights in me, wants the best for me. Let's go to stay in the first John. I skipped back, but there's a, there's a, a verse in there before we begin to wind down because I, I can feel the glaze of still. <laughs> so this is just a short one. So we go to First John 4, 18. It says, yeah, First John 4, 18. There is no fear in love. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. And here's the verse. We love because he first loved us. Let's say that together. We love because he first loved us. So we're seeing this picture. Christ came preaching the good news, doing good, the good preaching the good news to the poor. And what was the good news? The message of his kingdom, of the kingdom of God in the heavens. What is the nature of the kingdom of God in the heavens? The nature of the kingdom of God is that God is love, but he's not just love. He doesn't just love us through gritted teeth. He likes us. He delights in us. But guess what? When we wake up in the morning, he's there loving us first. He's there loving us always. The psalmist David said, even if I make my bed in hell, I can't get away from you. Even if I take the wings of the morning, I can't get away from you. And then Paul said it another way, that I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor things present, nor things past, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So that's, that's, that's really the glorious thought this evening, that those that are being baptized and being surrounded in the Trinitarian presence of God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. At the end of Acts 10, we won't go there, but in Acts 11, um, the, the, gen- the Jews were delighted that God, it says God has given, um, that the Gentiles has received the repentance that leads to life. And if you haven't been baptized tonight, Oh, sorry, well, if you haven't been baptized and you're here tonight and you're thinking about being baptized, um, know that when John is talking about the love of God, he says, I'm writing that your joy might be full. There's a fullness of joy that comes and Jesus promises that. The second thing John says is that I'm writing so that you may sin no more. No one here is perfect. But what keeps us from that sin is the goodness of God. 
that is intended to lead us to, to repentance. So if there's anyone here that is struggling with a sin, that is stuck in something, know that it's God's goodness that is intended to lead you to repentance. Yeah? So Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks, Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you delight in us, God. Thank you that you like us. That you so set your affections on us. Can I just quickly share a dream that I had? Is that okay? Have I got time to quickly share a dream? I'll check with the bosses. So, yeah, just make sure. um, so, so years ago, I, um, I had a dream. I, I was In the dream, I saw some angels coming down from the sky and... Um, or it was actually one angel. And for some reason, I was hit. I heard a song called Shekinah, which is a song that they sing at um, uh, International House of Prayer in, in Kansas City. And the song was playing. Uh, and then I turned to the angel and said, I want to see where the dry bones live. It's out of Ezekiel. I'm not sure why I said that. And then he said to me, just wait till you see him. It's just going to be amazing. Just, just you wait till you see him. And at that point, I got so scared in the dream. I got scared because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get found out. I'm not really a Christian. I'm, I'm fake or something. Or he's just going to find me out. So I turn around and then I see Jesus coming towards me in the dream. And he looked, I wish I could tell you he was brown, white, black, brown, or pink, but I couldn't see a color. Th that doesn't matter. Um, but he was beautiful. That's the one thing I remember. He was absolutely beautiful. I remember he had curly hair. Um, so if you've got curly hair, hey, um, I, I'm, I'm going the other way around. I'm going the reverse. Um, and he was, he was so beautiful. Um, and I did, as soon as I turned around to him, I did like a, it's weird, I did like a backflip, like a somersault. I was like, I was just like, sh I just pu was pushed back because his love was so strong. And then he kind of, I was drawn back into him. And there's, there's one thing I remember taking away from that dream, which was, Jesus' love, his affection was so strong, I thought to myself, I mean, think about the most sort of, quote-unquote, perfect person you went to school with. Or the person that you think is just such a, quote-unquote, good person, and times that by just gazillion. I just remember in that dream thinking, wow, Jesus, your love, your affection is so strong. So, so Father, just to close, we, we just thank you that your affection towards us is strong as unending. And if there's anybody here tonight who's yet to sense, who doesn't know your love, Father, we just trust you that the words that have been shared, that your truth is anointed, and that you bring them into an encounter with you, Father. Holy Spirit, come and blow away any word that I've spoken that is distracting. And I pray that you would bring the increase in the hearts of everyone tonight and that we would know your love in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.